Uh, my name is Dan Jarvis, one of the pastors here, and I would like to invite up to the stage a friend of mine and a special investigator for the U.S. government, Chris Lowry, in full uniform. Right, Chris? <laughs> Very fun. All right. Thanks for joining us here. Well, in our uh, Seeking Him study, we've done, we've done a lot of conversation in the last few weeks about things like honesty humility, telling the truth, and um, you, your job as an investigator is sometimes to pull out of people the stories they don't want to tell and kind of get to the bottom line and get them, you get them really to be honest. And I thought it might be interesting to hear a little bit about your work in the context of what we're talking about. A few weeks ago, honesty itself, and then today, a little bit later, talking about what it means to have a clear conscience before God and other people. And uh, so maybe to, to kick off here, you can kind of introduce yourself and, and your, your family a little bit and tell us what your role is for the government. Awesome. All right. Uh, I am Chris Lowry. Uh, my wife, Noelle, and I uh, moved here in November uh, from Georgia. I was a counterintelligence agent uh, from 93 to 98 uh, in the U.S. Army. Uh, I went to Trinity after that in Chicago, got my undergrad there, and then I started doing corporate espionage cases in 03 to 05, and then um, from 05 to the present, I've been doing, uh, as a special investigator with the government, uh, doing national security work, okay. both in Georgia and since November here. Okay. So. And national security work, in your context, means verifying people for their security clearance? That's correct. Background court. investigator. Yep. Okay. Um, so, so walk us through a little bit of like what that feels like like what's what's an average day and you're like when you you know you sit down well the you know, uh, the subject what? interview is the people that actually fill out the paperwork mm-hmm. so if you've been following along uh in the seeking him this week's story involves an individual who filled out their paperwork who actually falsified their paperwork even when they first started with the federal government and then grew a conscience later on uh my job is to get you to clear your conscience uh, in my interview when we do uh, the subject interview. Uh, and it lasts anywhere from an hour to eight hours. I've had a, I've had a couple of them last over eight hours wow. in one sitting. So, um, What are some of the principles that you're operating by? Like, what, what are you really looking for in a person, and how do you pull it out of them? Um, well, we're looking for honesty, uh, for the most part. During our interviews, the biggest thing is, is building rapport with the individual, to want them to tell you what they want to, uh, what I want to know. So uh, it's hard to, um, it, you meet everybody uh, on all walks of life, every type of person imaginable out, imaginable out there, um, you're going to meet them. And you have to meet them on their level. And that's sometimes very, very hard to do. In terms of other principles, the who, what, when, where, why, who else knows about it, that's what we're looking We're looking for the whole story, not just the story that they want to tell us. Um, I had a guy who, in, in college, he sold um, uh, fake IDs, and he did not want to tell me that he had a uh, federal uh, charge against him uh, for identity theft and so forth, and... Uh, we finally, I finally got it out of him, and uh, he was going to the military. And you can tell their attitude or their how they're going to end up. This guy refused to sign anything unless his lawyer actually was present. So I knew he he was just not 
he definitely wasn't uh, made out to be someone who needs to have clearance. I can tell you right. that. But, wow. Yeah. So something you said to me that was, I guess, surprising was that you're not actually, you being the government, are not that actually interested in what the offenses might have been in the person's past. It's more about are they willing to divulge them. True. True. Uh, they don't really care as much about the issue itself as it is that you were honest on your uh, <clears throat> um, on your form to tell us about it in the first place. Once you do uh, so many different interviews and so forth throughout the my time and, and and so forth, it if you do a good job in answering the asking the right questions and so forth. If you can get them to admit it in the interview, a lot of times the government will look that that information was as if it was put on the on the form itself. So um, if they do forget to list things and so forth, it's when we have to confront you. Uh, one, those interviews are a lot of fun uh, when you get to confront on people. But um, it's more on your attitude in the interview itself, and everything gets written up. So your attitude, um, if you refuse to answer questions... Uh, I've had many people, uh, you know, I refuse to answer that question, mm-hmm. thinking that they're going to self-incriminate. For instance, if you're a drug user, we ask, where do you get your drugs from? Who do you get your drugs from? And so forth. Uh, they think that we're building a case against them, but technically we just want you to be honest and, and tell us the questions that, that we ask. So, Okay, so if, if I'm ever in that situation, or any of us are, uh, if they if they give us donuts or something, should we eat them to prove we're innocent, or does that show that we're guilty? <laughs> um, no comment. Okay, all right. <laughs> Don't give away the secret, right? Exactly. Um, okay, so I, there, there's a couple different spiritual principles that relate to seeking Him. Yes. That that are very well illustrated by what you do. So the first one we kind of just mentioned that this idea that the government isn't necessarily interested in what's on your record; they're interested in whether or not you'd be honest about it. That's right. I think that really does have a sim- that that's similar to how God looks at us, and that you know if you look in the, in the Scripture at people who committed terrible sins, um, what God was most interested in after the fact was not oh you you committed so many sins so now I can't use you. It was are you willing to be humble and honest? Yeah. And if you are, well, there's grace. There's a there's there's a future. If you're not, the, the interview stops and there's no more forward progress. Um, so the other principle, which I wanted you to dive into a little bit here, was the motive for asking every possible question about a person's life is not necessarily to prove if they're just a wonderful person. It's actually to make sure that they can't be coerced. Maybe That's you right. could explain that in, in, from the um, government's perspective. What's the aim there? For every issue, whether it be uh, foreign travel, changing your name, drug use, could be speeding, anything. We want to know who else knows about it and whether or not somebody could use that to be to blackmail, course, or influence you in any way. And that's huge because uh, it goes beyond just the questions that are on the, the forum, too. Um, if, uh, as a counterintelligence, we always looked for anything that could emotionally push your buttons where I could use that to make you do something you normally wouldn't do. Uh, emotions play a huge factor in that. So if I have a... Uh, individual who somebody they have to list all relatives on their form, whether living or, or deceased. So I always ask, well, how did that person pass away? It's not a normal follow-up question, but it. Um, but I have found that those kind of 
questions are the emotional responses that I'm looking for of whether or not you've dealt with someone, whether it be a suicide, whether uh, I had people that died on uh, 9-11. I've had uh, everything from murder, a parent, or uh, um, I had a a son uh, that was murdered, um, a brother that was murdered. That kind of thing. We're looking at whether or not that somebody could use that information to make you do something you normally wouldn't do, whether it be passing on uh, secrets or something like that. But if more people know about it, the less likely that's going to happen. Hmm. So. so an interesting principle that we'll get into a little bit later in the service is when you think about having a clear conscience before God and before other people, part of that confession and clearing and getting things out in the open and not having any secrets does, it empowers your witness for Christ because there's nothing that somebody can hold up and go, well, you didn't deal with this, you're a hypocrite. Um, and, it's, and so in a, in a similar fashion, when you think about being spiritually fully honest before God you're, and before one another, you're kind of clearing the way for the opportunity then to have a powerful witness in the world um, as somebody who's not holding any secrets. Like anything you have done wrong, you've been honest about it, you've worked through it. Um, and, and so you're able to stand then in confidence and boldness and, and I sort of suspect that for a lot of us who would, would want to speak into a situation but we hold back, sometimes it's because we feel hypocritical. Because we know there's things in our life and past that aren't fully right. And so what, how can we speak you know, boldly on something? And uh, so I think it's interesting how the, the, the principle of confession um, is, is needed. If you want a government position, you have to be willing to fully confess. Yep. And, uh, and so how much more important that is if we want to serve the Lord to say, hey, let's get everything out in the open. Let's not leave anything off of our form. Uh, let's be fully transparent so that we're then cleared to do the things God wants us to do. That's right. So that's great. Well, I, a lot of us are probably curious, and maybe those of you with, you know, criminal backgrounds, you want to talk to him and find out whether you really should eat the donuts or not. Um, and, uh, and so um, it also makes me a little bit hesitant. Like we went out to lunch once and we talked for a long time and then I'm like processing back going, what did you find out about me that I didn't want you to know? You know, so <laughs> but, I know uh, it all. Yeah, right, right. So, uh, well, why don't we pray and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll continue on here. But we also wanted you to just know Chris and his family. I see some of the family back there, Noel, his wife, and uh, as kids, uh, it's great, great that you guys are nearby, and we're, we're glad to kind of welcome you into our church family here. And thanks for serving us to, this morning by kind of letting welcome. us in a little bit on your work. So, Not a problem. All right.